Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. And here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it watch out comes. And there's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation. With your hosts, score golf expert and editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. Well, here it comes. Oh my goodness. And Mike Esposito. In your have you seen anything like that? Johnny, that's better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most! Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. And good morning and welcome in everybody. Happy Saturday morning to you. This is The Scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. I'm Mike Esposito, alongside my partner, Mr. Barry Cronin. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Mike. How's it going? It's going good. I I mean, I didn't almost shoot a 59 yesterday, but I think uh, everything is going well. (laughs) Well, Mike, I I know that you've been uh, uh, on the Cubs lately and uh, doing some pre and post and that, and I was hoping that maybe last night you weren't on the Cubs uh, post-game because <laughs> it was it was about 10 o'clock in the bottom of the fifth. Yes. No, I, I was not on the Cubs yesterday. It's been, it's been uh, super fun filling in uh, when either Pat or Ron had, uh, had time off, uh, and I will be doing again uh, one more next week. But, uh, yeah, it was not... Last night was not the uh, quick and tidy game <laughs> that you uh, that you're looking for. If you're looking for that uh, with baseball, it was a football 17 to 13 score, and uh, yeah, no, the uh, <laughs> wow. the White Sox what and the, the Cubs. They, yeah, yeah, that's great. So they must have both had uh, position players in there at the end, uh, including the Sox, to give up 13. So anyway, we won't get into that, but uh, it's more of a hit and run type of thing. Yes, exactly. And then inside the clubhouse later today at nine, uh, we will be talking about that for sure. But uh, no, how about uh, our, one of our favorites? We a guy we we love to discuss whether we like him or don't like him, uh, fan wise. Almost yeah. shot a fifty nine yesterday at the BMW uh, out there in uh, in Baltimore. Pretty amazing, uh, Mike Bryson DeChambeau uh, was on the. He, listen to this. He had made 16 of 16 putts 
inside 12 and a half feet. Think about that for through 17 holes. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, because what we've learned on the scorecard this year is that from eight feet, 50% of the tour players make it on average, and 50% miss. Yep. 16 of 16 from inside 12 and a half feet. Before he got to the 18th hole, he was uh, six feet, uh, three inches away from uh, 59, the glorious number 59, and he missed it. Uh, and I thought, wow, that looks like me with a pressure putt. So there. Yeah. Uh, let's hope he doesn't have that length to uh, win the Ryder Cup for the U.S. up at Whistling Straits in, a, in about a month. Yeah. No, but and, anyway, and, he did he did shoot 60, Mike, and that's a that's an unbelievable score. 12 under par, he was on a par 72, uh, so 12 under is a great score, and uh, he is leading the golf tournament now. He's at 16 under par, uh, one shot ahead of Patrick Cantley, and another and one shot ahead of John Rahm, who uh, who was on the 15th hole. He was he was, he was on the 16th hole when uh, darkness. Uh, came and uh, he decided not to putt out on the 16th green and uh, is going to come back this morning. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's uh, it's uh, quite a tournament out there at the BMW Championship at Caves Valley Golf Club in uh, right outside Baltimore. Yeah. So the 60 and, and Cantley shot a 63, which normally we'd be marveling right. over, but he just happened to do it on the day that DeChambeau shot a 60. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I am no mathematician here, Barry, but I know six, 16 out of 16, 100% uh, until that final hole, which naturally is the one that you know everyone's going to talk about because that was the one going for for the 59. But uh, you miss you miss one of 17. That's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, he just played great. But you know, and let's just say the golf course, Caves Valley, I, I've been out there, and it is a massive piece of property, very hilly, mm-hmm. ups and downs. But, um, you know, they've had a lot of rain out there, and uh, the golf course is a Tom Fazio course. So what that means is uh, Fazio basically builds golf courses so that um, the average player uh, doesn't leave the course hating golf. So, uh, which means he makes pretty wide fairways and pretty large greens, not super undulating, um, just so the average person can play golf and enjoy it. So Mm -hmm. when these pro and then, and what happened is they've had a lot of moisture out there. They've had some rain. It's uh, 90 some degrees, hot and humid, just like we've had here, um, uh, for the last two weeks and just uh, could be quite miserable. And, but the point is, uh, when you have wide fairways and big greens and humidity, uh, the boys can hit the ball as far as they want. They know that it's when it hits the ground, it's going to stop. It's not going to roll off the fairway into the mm-hmm. rough. Um, so that, it, in effect, that widens the fairways and enlarges the greens for the greatest players in the world. So in a way, this becomes kind of a putting contest. And you have uh, the top five players in uh, in putting uh, strokes gained putting in the in the uh, you know at the top of the leaderboard, so um, um, it's become a putting contest and uh, it's fun to watch. But man, the scores are low. I mean, 16 under, and it's remarkable. What's really remarkable is that uh, Colin Morikawa is actually three over par after two rounds. He's he's 19 strokes behind um, 
uh, his uh, Ryder Cup teammate, Bryson yeah. DeChambeau. Uh, so that's a little bit concerning. M- M- Morikawa hasn't been playing great. So, yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, the big story uh, in uh, coming into this week. And, uh, of course, the, uh, the U.S. ladies, uh, uh, amateurs, are playing uh, right now for the Curtis Cup over in Wales. They're, they're ahead in the, in the final match and uh, look like they're going to wrap that up against uh, Great Britain and Ireland. So, yeah. Uh, uh, go U.S. Absolutely, and uh, <laughs> we will keep our eyes on that over there. <clears throat> and and uh, taking a look at the rest of our BMW leaderboard, and you mentioned, so Rom is tied for, for second, but he is still technically playing his second round, right? He has three more yeah. holes to go. Correct. Um, so one shot with three holes to go. I'm going to guess that our buddy Mr. Rom can... Uh, uh, play one of those three under par, if not more. And uh, and yeah, uh, after shooting a 64 in round one, he was he was seven under yesterday. So uh, we'll see how he finishes out. But whatever, we'll, we'll, we 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 won't uh, count that against Deshambo's wonderful round yesterday and the fact that he leads. Uh, and then you have so that group uh, is is up at the top, a few shots behind Cantley and Rom. Uh, are is a group of two golfers, including uh, old friend Sergio Garcia, who's apparently found his putter all of a sudden. Yeah, Sergio. Well, I think Sergio probably is finding fairways and uh, and greens, so that's good for him. He's a great player, but I think Sergio might also have found a little motivation. Uh, currently, he's not on automatically on the European Ryder Cup team. So as we've said last week, the uh, the subtext for all these uh, playoffs, uh, this year's FedEx Cup playoffs, is Ryder Cup qualification. So uh, if he's going to get on the team, Sergio Garcia, who's been a Ryder Cup stalwart, a great Ryder Cup player, yeah, he's going to have to get he's going to have to get a captain's pick. You know, you would think that he would just be based on his record, um, but I think he's he has he's trying to prove out uh, this week uh, that he maybe that he deserves one. Yeah, this segment brought to you by Illinois PGA Professionals, experts in the business and game of golf. I thought that, too, with Garcia, because he's so um, up and down, hit or miss, to me anyway, is Garcia. And I'm thinking that because as we've been talking about the U.S. Ryder Cup team, uh, and the next guy I want to talk about, too, here, uh, based on his win at Northern Trust last week, Tony Finau, has he played himself onto the U.S. team? Uh, he's, he's currently six. So anyway, we'll get to him, but I'm thinking, I'm like, Hey Garcia, that is a uh, European Ryder cup, uh, possibility there. And, and a, a countryman of, of John Rahm and you right. got to figure You got to figure, at least I figure that, that a guy like Garcia, uh, is a good possibility for that based on his history. Well, based on his history. Yeah. But you know, the problem with Garcia is that ever since he won the masters a few years ago, um, it's almost like the winds are out of the sail. Uh, he had never won a major. He comes so close uh, in majors uh, in prior years during his whole career. We remember him um, um, at the PGA at Medina when uh, he scissor kicked up the fairway yep. of the 16th yep. hole up the hill and and uh, uh, you know basically had his eyes closed when he hit that uh, that that uh, his shot from the base of the tree on 16 in the in the right side of the fairway. And um, and kind of was uh, he and Tiger were kind of going back and forth, um, but he kind of he kind of seemed like when he won that Masters, 
he kind of breathed, you know, he breathed out. Um, exhaled, and yeah. uh, after he exhaled, exactly. And uh, he really, he really, you know, he's kind of lacked motivation. You know, they had, he and his wife had a baby, uh, or she had the baby, and he gets to be the dad. I love it. I want people mm-hmm. say he had a, he's pregnant. Anyway, right. Um, so, <laughs> right. so anyway, but, but so he's, he's not played great the last few years. And, um, but you know when the Ryder Cup comes around, that's something that the European team, uh, European members really value, and uh, nobody values it more than Sergio Garcia. I mean, he's in the uh, the tradition of Seve Ballesteros. He sees what his countryman John Rahm is doing. Uh, John's such a great player, and he'll be the the emotional leader of that Ryder Cup team, which comes to Whistling Straits uh, in September. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's got a lot of motivation. Um, and then you look at McElroy is just a few strokes behind. He's a 10 under par. He shot 64 on the opening day, and everybody was saying, oh, Rory's back. And then, you know, yesterday he shot two under 70, same conditions. The fairways are just as wide. Green's just as soft and big. Yeah. Uh, but he shot two under 70. Now, you know, we sort of say, well, you know, we turn up our nose at that. I mean, it's a great score, but, you know, he should be probably playing a little bit better. Yeah. No, and and you know what? It's 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 not wrong when most of the field is in the 60s. Which, if you look at yesterday's scores, most of the field was in the 60s. And Deshambo, right. you know, the the best score of the day almost played into the 50s. To that a right. 70 is not good. I mean, we, you mentioned Morikawa shot a 75 yesterday, which is generally not going to get you anywhere. But in a day like yesterday, that's what gets you in last place in the tournament. Well, which right. he literally is. He's in last place. Right. Well, three over uh, in a, in a in a you know I mean it, I will just tell you that uh, if this was a 156 man uh, regular PGA Tour event, uh, three over does not make the cut, and right. so he he'd have been uh, he'd have been back at the driving range uh, at home trying to figure out what in the world is wrong with Colin Morikawa because he's had a few bad weeks in a row here, um, not in good form at this point going into the Ryder Cup. That means nothing, of course, because. These guys Correct. are so great that they can turn it around, and who knows? Maybe he's getting tired or lacks motivation, etc. Um, and uh, you know, they're the, it's they're, and, they're, 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 it's just the way it is, man. Well, listen, and, and we've talked about this in, in a tournament here where there's only six players of the 69 guys playing over par for the for the first two rounds. Um, Morikawa is one of them, and he is dead last uh, right now. But, you know, you see this all the time, and, and we'll, we'll talk about it uh, next segment, but you definitely saw it with Spieth. I saw a thing earlier this week. McElroy said, hey, you know, maybe I, I've played too much golf. I need to take a little bit of a break here, right, with uh, right. Uh, everything heading into and into the Ryder Cup. It's a it's a, as much of a mental game as it is getting out there and actually hitting your shots. Right, exactly. I mean, you're right. And look at Spieth. I mean, Spieth shot so far 71-70, three under par and um, very sort of ordinary T-46. Um, He knows he's not going to win the $15 million pot of gold at the end of this rainbow. And, um, I mean, I think he's got a few lifetimes worth of money anyway. So you wonder if... if, um, if he's just tired and lacking motivation, I mean, our good buddy uh, Nick Hardy, God mm-hmm. love him. He's got, mm-hmm. he's just earned his PGA Tour card a couple of weeks ago, and once he did, you know, he's missed a couple of cuts in a row. Uh, as Brett Packey, yep. our guest, uh, his his instructor, and our guest last week on this show, um, 
you know, mentioned. And so, you know, there's an exhaustion level. This is, not, you know, anybody, and I'm not saying that any, you play golf two days in a row, <laughs> you, right. you know, two or three no, or four no days doubt. in a row, one week of your life, uh, the average person, you know, it's very difficult to do that. It's an exhausting sport. We think of golf as, oh, you're just out there walking around, you hit the ball, and it's not like you're going over the middle to catch a pass from, uh, well, Andy Dalton. Although the pass is probably behind you if it's from Andy <laughs> Dalton. But, uh, but you know, so you're not running around or you're not turning a double play or whatever. So we tend to think, oh, golf, you're just out there walking around and you're stable and you're hitting the ball. And, oh, that's, that's not ex- exhausting in any way. Well, you know, it is. Yeah. It's, you know what, if you're thinking as the I play once a week guy and, you know, you get out there and you're fresh and you're, you know, you're recharged and you're like, this is the greatest thing ever. Do it every day and it's going to be just like going to work pretty soon, right? I mean, then that's what it becomes. It becomes, I mean, you're obviously super skilled at it. It is your profession if you're a professional golfer, obviously. But it's not like you going to play your round on Saturday morning after working another job all week, right? This is is your job. Yeah. And you then have to go deal with it all week. And it's uh, it's not always mentally the easiest thing. We see it in baseball. We see it in, in, in golf, too. It's uh, yeah. it's very similar. Yeah. Um, this segment presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Uh, and, and let me give uh, our listeners, Barry, a, a bit of a preview for the show here. We have a great show for you, as always. Uh, our Swing Thoughts segment at 640, we will talk to Andy Michelson, uh, we've talked to Andy before. He's the head pro at Mistwood, and he won the Illinois PGA Championship at Ivanhoe Club this past week. Uh, so we'll be looking forward to speaking to Andy, talking about uh, you know swing thoughts. We love to give free advice. We'll talk to him about preparing for, for a club championship like he just won or, or even just a big match or playing against your friends. Uh, at 7, we will talk to John Hawkins, longtime golf writer, uh, currently writing for The Morning Read, uh, which if you don't get it, you should. It is a free subscription daily e-newsletter. Uh, lots of uh, excellent content there. We'll talk to John uh, and talk to him about the uh, modern or the uh, current goings-on uh, in the game of golf. Uh, and then at 7.40, James Pyatt will join us, the 2021 U.S. Amateur uh, who plays at Michigan State. We'll look forward to that and talking to James uh, at 740. Uh, he's Barry Cronin. I'm Mike Esposito. Again, we will have those guests coming up then. We will also talk a little when we return about last week's Northern Trust and Tony Finau, who won, and what all that means or possibly means for the Ryder Cup team for the United States. It's Mike Esposito. It is The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, here on 670 to Score. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back here on the scorecard, Barry. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. I wasn't ready for Lady Sings the Blues. I probably should have been. The great Billie Holiday. She's from Baltimore, for God's sake. Site of this week's PGA Tour event, the BMW Championship, produced by the uh, Western Golf Association. Absolutely. Yeah, the music of Baltimore. And uh, caught me a little off guard there, Adam Studzinski. But I like it. Thank you. I, I like it. Oh, you can't uh, beat a little Billie Holiday early on a... Uh, I think, but when you listen to Billie Holiday at 6 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, you're probably just getting home. <laughs> That's right. You're Rather cool. than waking up and listening to a golf show. What? Right. You're, you're either just getting home or... On this particular Saturday morning, you're in your car driving to your round. But uh, that's what we'll, we'll, we will we will uh, we will digress on that. Uh, we were talking about the BMW uh, Barry, as you mentioned, and uh, we will talk to Andy Michelson on our swing thoughts at 6:40. Uh, Andy uh, from Mistwood and also won the Illinois PGA Championship this past week. Uh, but uh, we were talking also before the break about. The Ryder Cup, which is coming up in a few weeks here, and uh, the team's still not set, still some uh, jockeying for position. And we talked about Tony Finau last week, and then he went on, and as him being a, a potential player for the U.S. team, uh, and then he went and won the Northern Trust. Yes, um, quite a quite a great, great time to have a great performance like that. Right. He, he went from uh, 12th to 6th, and the the, in, in points, um, and uh, he uh, now he stands sixth, so that gives him an automatic berth onto the Ryder Cup team. Um, so he doesn't need to be picked. So he had he dislodged our good buddy and gold medalist uh, uh, at the gold medalist at the Olympics, Xander Schauffele. Now Xander mm-hmm. was sixth. So um, Tony has played on the President's Cup before. I think maybe he, I'm not sure he played on a Ryder Cup team before, but anyway. Um, so then, so what happened uh, because of the whole COVID thing and the weirdo schedule that we've had the last couple of years? Um, they gave Steve Stricker uh, six captains' picks instead of the normal two to three, whatever they've been alternating the last several years. So he's got six picks. So uh, Xander slipped down to seventh. And Spieth slipped down to eighth, and uh, Harris English is ninth, Cantlay is tenth, and Daniel Berger's eleventh. Um, so uh, you know, th- uh, Tony, they- they've got to get their act together. But I think what'll happen is that uh, um, Shuffle will be picked 
um, you know, because he's played really well all year. He yeah, was, he has. Uh, yep. He was right there at the Masters. He won the gold medal. I mean, it was a great victory for him. He proved a lot to himself. Spieth's been playing so-so lately, but he's a he's at least played on a number of Ryder Cup teams already, so is a very young team. I mean, Spieth is only 27, but he's he's played a lot of these um, world matches and, and uh, you know, the Walker Cup as an amateur and these type of um, events. So he's got to be on. Uh, Harris English, well, you know, he spit the bit a couple of weeks ago in Memphis, and you wonder, are they going to pick him? Maybe not. Patrick Cantlay uh, is 11th. So, you know, if he could win or finish really high, he could somehow maneuver himself into that sixth spot automatically or mm-hmm. uh stricker i would think would pick him um and then if for some reason Finau is dislodged this week by cantlay or somebody else we think that uh, you know tony would get a get a, a captain's pick from uh from stricker great guy everybody loves him great in the great in the team room etc uh daniel berger maybe maybe not um he's he's awfully young uh obviously a great uh a record etc but um uh, in these type of events, uh, but yeah, w- w- I'm not sure he would make it. I'm not sure how well he's playing lately. Yeah, no, and, and Cantley, who you mentioned, is playing great in this BMW tournament, uh, the championship. Uh, he is uh, second place. He's tied with Rom as of right now. Yeah. So certainly, uh, well, we'll see how he finishes the weekend, but if you're looking at uh, performances leading into the Ryder Cup, Cantley's BMW championship is going to work in his favor. Uh, we, we also should talk about Sam Burns, too. Sam uh, still playing yesterday's round. He's one of the few guys with uh, with some uh, – he's got one hole left, but he's at 11 under, and he is uh, playing himself. He's 64 in the first round, and he's three under as, as a, through 17 as of uh, the finish of yesterday. Yeah, he's been playing great lately. I mean, he's really a stud out of LSU, really a good player. Um, he became famous several years ago for being uh, left off the uh, Walker Cup team by the USGA, and he's kind of been carrying that around with him for a while, so I'm sure he'd love to make it. But again, an awfully young player. And the other thing we should mention, Mike, is that Patrick Reed, who is uh, known as Captain America, and yeah. I mean, anybody, and even a mm-hmm. casual golf fan has seen Patrick Reed um Really leading a lot of leadership skill on the uh, on the uh, uh, Ryder Cup team for the U.S. Uh, you know they say it's said that the Ryder Cup means a lot more to the Europeans than it does to the U.S. However, you can't really say that in the in the uh, in the case of Patrick Reed. He's uh, he's really a uh, a really a flag waving good old American guy from Texas, and God love him. Um, but uh, sadly. He came down with double pneumonia yeah. a little a couple of weeks ago, and he's been in the hospital, so he's home recovering. Um, of course, you know he'd love to get there and love to play. He's currently tenth in points, so he would need a captain's pick. And I would think, you know, there'd be a he hasn't played great this year, but you know, uh, it's like Sergio. You turn that light on at the Ryder Cup, and you get the motivation going. He's got one of the greatest uh, short games in the world. And uh, in match play, that can be pretty devastating, a guy like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd think he would rally. But, you know, double pneumonia, not good. No. Um, not something you want to uh, – it recommends itself. Um, so th- you might be looking for another veteran presence in a guy like Webb Simpson, um, who has played well. But a lot of the guys you go down the list, oh, and then we get to 
Phil Mickelson. So, you know, Phil is really, his game is not great. Uh, since he won the PGA, again, an exhale factor, mm-hmm. uh, where it, it, I, it reminds me of when Tiger won the Masters in, in uh, 2019, and he just sort of um, didn't, limped along the whole rest of the year, he didn't do anything. Um, it's kind of like, hey, I won my major, <laughs> my right. season's done, yeah. and Phil at 50, Winning a major at 50 is about is quite unbelievable. He wins the PGA, uh, great event, and uh, I think he's been kind of he exhaled. But he would be a really good veteran presence on this team. Um, Stricker has played with him in many Ryder Cups before, and you gotta wonder maybe maybe he would maybe he would pick him um, just because you know Phil has there's a lot of Phil love out there yeah and I'm sure there would be up at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin and uh, certainly I think the PGA of America wouldn't mind seeing its PGA champion on the team but who knows you know that that's uh, that's a question but the fact of a of a um, a great short game and a little bit of a um, a lot of a, a veteran presence on a very young team um, might get him picked. Who knows? Yeah, no, he, 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 he absolutely makes sense in the ways you just described, even if he has not been playing well of late. Um, I, I would get it. I would not be opposed to having Phil on that team for, uh, you know, the veteran leadership, the experience, uh, and he, he obviously is the current PGA champion, right? So, um, right. Just don't ask him, and I was going to ask you about this, Barry. Just don't ask him about shortening drivers because then he gets very angry with you. <laughs> we yeah, saw this. Right. We right, saw this right. on uh, on Twitter yesterday, but yeah, uh, if yeah. people missed it, why don't you let them know what uh, what happened? Well, um, Phil um, uh, responded to a rumor <laughs> uh, that the USGA is going to ban uh, all drivers. Uh, uh, fewer than uh, shorter than 47 inches long and um, very few people normal humans can't play a driver that's 47 inches long because it's just um, most people can't control the head of their driver at 46 or 45 and a half which is Mm -hmm. the average driver when you go into a a golf uh, you know pga superstore um, but Phil plays a 47 and a half inch driver and it gives him extra length and, um, and he's able to do it because he's one of the, he's one of the greatest players who's ever lived. Yeah. So, uh, he came out and I, uh, based on this rumor that the USGA is going to ban, uh, all drivers, I, I, maybe I misspoke. He's 46, 46 inches is going to be the max less, uh, uh, length of drivers, right. both, for, a, both yeah. for pros and amateurs. In other so words, Phil, his 47 is out. Yes, exactly. His 47 and a half would be out. I and from my my understanding is that not that many, even not that many pros play anything longer than 46 because it's just hard too hard to control. So, um, and this wouldn't you wonder? You know, I mean, uh, th- this is uh, this falls in the province of our buddy um, Mike Wan, who I refer to as our buddy because he was on our show, not because we you know are going out for beers together. That's a, uh, but just it like call it, yeah, just like Stuart Sink is our buddy. He, we exactly, have, we have a, a buddy on the tour. There he is. Exactly, we have a buddy. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, uh, it, it just uh, it just probably wouldn't apply to that many people. So you wonder, you know, what's the USGA doing on this? And 
I don't know, it might be, something like this might be part of a package of other reforms uh, that would happen uh, at the, t- you know, maybe just at the top of the game, the, 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 the top 500 to 1,000 or 2,000 players in the world. I mean, think about it. That's that's not that many people <laughs> considering considering the number of golfers that there are in the world. So right. who knows? It might just be one element of a lot of things that they're going to try to do to um, to get distance under control at the top of the game, short of what we call, Mike, my, my favorite word in golf, bifurcation. Oh my hey, God! Let's not even talk well about it. you. Right got to be a you got to be a golf geek to be talking bifurcation. But what that just means is, hey, rules for the amateurs, rules for the pros at the super top of the game, um, and uh, I think well, that's what the USGA is ultimately going to be pointing to is is, is a ball rollback at, at, on the tour level. Um, but you know that's another that's another story. So Phil was Phil was tweeting is what I think your point was and. Phil- uh, I, no. I found it interesting and uh, partially uh, amusing, right? I mean, because he went out hard on this. Like, you know, he, he 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 used the word pathetic in all caps about the USGA, about, you know, uh, basically uh, thinking about rolling back driver length. And uh, essentially he says here, and I, I'll read it, because during our first golf boom in 40 years, our amateur gov body keeps trying to make it less fun. It's like, whoa, okay, Phil. I yeah, guess I well, guess you're a little yeah. fired up on your Friday morning yeah, there. Yeah, well, <laughs> but you know, um, Phil has to know that the amateurs. Phil play. They have to think about this now. Phil plays in proams every Wednesday that he plays in a golf tournament. He knows how bad amateurs play golf. Even guys that are really good amateurs, single-digit yeah. handicaps. I mean, you know, when you play with them, they're great. I mean, they're great, but they're amateurs and they can't. They probably cannot swing a 47-inch driver. Now, I could be wrong. Text us or call us and let us know. Uh, Mike is going to give you the number right now. I do. Uh, I do. It's 312-644-6767. And uh, I do have the old tech zone up brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time and shop online at RosenHyundai.com. And Barry, we are late for a break. And we don't want to do that because when we come back, we want to spend as much time as we can on our Swing Thoughts segment with Andy Michelson from Mistwood Golf Course. We will do that next here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Just let it happen. Be the ball. Be the ball, Danny. You're not being the ball, Danny. Well, it's kind of difficult with you talking like okay. that. Okay, I'm not talking. Stop talking. And now, The Scorecard presents Swing Thoughts, some free advice from the best teachers in the game. And it is the scorecard. It is time for Swing Thoughts. And really quick, before we get to our special guest, we want you to log on to cdga.org slash contest. Register to win a CDGA starter pack. In the pack, you get an imperial hat, towel, and zero friction super tube with Spectrum at balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need for your season. Now it's time to head on out to the score hotline brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. It's Andy Michelson from Mistwood, uh, our old friend uh, who is a uh, friend of the show and uh, had himself quite a week last week. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. How you doing? Great, Andy. Great to talk to you. Congratulations on winning the Illinois PGA Championship. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a really crazy week. It's still kind of still surreal to uh, 
to think they came out on top. So it was uh, it was quite a week. And uh, is that cup getting a workout, uh, Andy? <laughs> not, not yet, but it might this weekend. We'll see. <laughs> wow, it's, you're uh, holding off till the our, weekend. Uh, yeah, it's sitting in our performance center. So, uh, I mean, it was hot. I was tired. It was it was draining for the week. So, uh, we'll, we'll probably give it a little workout this weekend. Well, good. Uh, you won <laughs> out at uh, Ivanhoe Club out there. Um, I guess it's called Mundelein. I think it is. Um, uh, former uh, site of the Rustolium Championship on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, so that was—it's a, a pretty good, it's a really good golf course. It's no slouch, and uh, and you—you uh, you came from behind, didn't you? Yeah, it's 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 a pretty strong test. Um, I, I mean, it's one of those courses that you really can't you can't fall asleep on any particular hole. It's every single shot matters. It's it's such a hard golf course, so demanding on, on every single shot. Um, yeah, I, I was fortunate enough to, um, to find myself in the lead pretty quickly there in the third round and, um, just kind of kept plotting along and hitting fairways, hitting a lot of greens. And, um, you know, as guys were going backwards, I, I just kept kind of going forward, making a lot of pars and, and just kind of stuck to my game. 71, 71, 71 for the 54 holes, uh, three under total. And, uh, yeah, congratulations. Good for you. Uh, I don't know how you uh, managed to play out there. It was so friggin' hot, and uh, and I mean, I mean, I played. I as you know, I played at Mistwood the other day. Um, yeah. And that that was so great, a great golf course. But honestly, uh, my excuse for playing horrifically again, defiling yet another golf course in the Chicago area, uh, is that the club is slipping out of my hands. So I don't know how you held on to that sucker for three straight days. Yeah, yeah, but I just basically had a towel nearby. I'm always, uh, you know, wetting my grips, drying my grips. Um, that's definitely the most important part. I mean, outside of hydrating yourself, most important part is making sure that the grips stay dry. Um, just making sure you have a nice clean towel and and, and keeping the grips dry the entire time because, um, you know, it doesn't take much to just build up a little sweat and a little oil on your hands and the club goes sideways and, and then you, you hit a shot that you didn't intend. Andy Michelson is our guest from Misswood, also uh, the the winner of the Illinois PGA Championship uh, just a few days ago. Uh, and you mentioned after the win, Andy, and I saw this, and I I, I chuckled to myself because I've done this long enough to know that you know the old uh, take it one day at a time thing is the first and last thing you're going to hear as you enter and exit any <laughs> locker room. But you literally said that, and and I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying, but. When yeah. you're doing that as you're playing, like you say, you your quote here that, and I have it in front of me, which is why it made me think of it, is that you truly did take it one shot at a time. In other words, forget the cliche. I really did this, and and it actually worked for me. Yeah, and that's and that's the way you've, you've got to approach big events like that. Um, you know, if you started thinking ahead or projecting ahead, or um, you know, one one of the reasons why. You know, I think that's so important too. Is is everyone when they're playing a golf course, whether it's you know for a championship like that, or just even kind of in your general you know Saturday tee game, there's always those few holes that you kind of fear um, before going into a round. And so what it, what it does for me is is the only thing that you can control is literally the shot in front of you, the shot that you hit before you can't control, and the shot that you may hit in the future you can't control. So. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty emotional on the golf course. I show my emotions quite a bit and it's because I'm putting so much into kind of every single shot, making sure that I'm, I'm putting my full concentration and the most into, into each and every shot. So yeah, it's the ultimate golf cliche, but, um, it's really something that 
that I do literally try to try to do every single round that I play. And, and a lot of that comes with uh, just good preparation. I'm, I'm constantly in my head or on the range thinking of the shots that I'm going to hit um, in the rounds coming up um, just to best prepare me uh, to, to feel kind of the right emotions when I'm, when I'm actually uh, playing those shots in the round. So Andy, when you're on the, uh... And I think this might even apply to the average person. When you're on the driving range uh, before a, a big event like yours, um, or maybe the average person is just on the driving range getting ready to go play a, 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 a hole, I mean an 18-hole round, um, uh, and, and maybe that person on the driving range says, boy, there are certain holes out here that I just have to play okay so that I don't make double or triple or some bad, really bad score to ruin my round. Um, is it, is it a good idea to go over, you know, th- you, you probably stand on the range and play all 18 holes in your mind, but mm-hmm. maybe for the average player, just maybe play the really tough holes in your mind or maybe all 18. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, when I'm, when I'm on the range, I, I think of particular shots that um, I'm definitely going to hit on the golf course. I mean, that's part of the thing. You hear it all the time, you know, when you're watching like PGA Tour telecasts and, and back in the day when Phil and Bones would, would talk a lot, you'd hear Bones say something like, hey, Phil, give me that eight iron that you hit on Thursday on 11, and they're playing the 13th hole on Sunday. Um, all that is is it's just positive, you know, a positive feedback or positive mental image of the shot that he wants to hit. And if if you're utilizing your, your range time before your round and, and just creating a lot of those positive mental images of how you want to hit the shot, that's going to lead into the round. I, I do that a lot when I'm uh, playing in, in any tournament, honestly. When, I, when I'm playing before or preparing before a round, I'm hitting a lot of the shots that I, I'm going to probably see on the golf course. And, and that's where, uh, you know, practice rounds, uh, you know, for, for bigger events too, you know, come into play or, or a course that you play quite a bit. You know, think of the shots that you're actually going to hit. Just don't aimlessly kind of warm up on the range. It's important to, you know, warm up and get loose maybe in the first 10 swings, but then literally start hitting shots to certain targets um, as you would on a golf course. Yeah, the mentality of actually playing around a golf is so different than the one you have when you're practicing. Um, and, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe I, Brett Packey was on the show last week and talking about um, putting and how to practice putting and, you know, putt try to get it just just really putt for distance rather than so much about uh uh uh, aiming you know and so you Mm -hmm. do that when you're when you are um when you're practicing and then you go out on the golf course you know and for me you know i totally black out i don't even do that i didn't think about doing it (laughs) it's like you're 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 you just black out your your mentality it's like a totally different experience your body feels different your hands feel different you know Mm then you do when you're just out you know even if you're trying to practice well you you lose that whole sense and uh to me that's what drove me mad the other day at good old mistwood uh, golf course i just totally (laughs) forgot until about the eight you know, the last few holes, I go, wait a minute, wasn't I supposed to be doing what Brett said? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yeah. like, why does that happen to the average player? Yeah, and again, it's a, it's about building a positive mental image with 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 putting, especially. And I heard you guys talking about it earlier on the show. Um, you know, Bryson made what was the stat you threw out there about Bryson making uh, so many putts? He made he, he made he he um, made. 
Uh, oh, gosh. I wrote it down. It was and I... 16 of 16 putts under, I think it was 9 feet that you said, Barry, or 12 feet, uh, something. I can't it remember. Was, the... It was 16 of 16 inside 12 and a half feet. I mean, that's unbelievable. Right. And so the average tour player makes about 50% from from 10 from, feet. Uh, from 8, eight feet. To yeah, from 8 feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 8 feet. There you go. So, um, and, and most of the time, and I've said this before, uh, you know, when I'm working with students, I haven't played around the golf where in the first four or five holes, I haven't had that crucial putt from, you know, inside of five feet that I have to make. And, and so, you know, when you talk about, again, creating a positive mental image, I, I put a lot of my practice time and effort, especially before a round and making sure that I'm, I'm making the predominance of my putts inside of 10 feet. So, um, probably half of my time before I go out to the first tee is I, I literally find a straight putt as straight as I possibly can from five feet. I'll drop three balls and I'll probably hit 30 to 40 of those putts. Just not only seeing the ball go in the hole, getting a feel of, of the speed from that, from that distance, because if you're more confident from those putts that are especially inside eight feet, inside of five feet, heck, even inside, inside of three feet, Mm-hmm. you're going to be a better putter from the further distances because you're not as scared of, of actually running that ball by a little bit if you're very confident in the putts um, coming back. I, I, I say it to my juniors all the time that I work with. You know, if, if you're the best five-foot putter in the world like Jordan Spieth was for a time, you become the best 20-foot putter in the world because you're not afraid of, of running those putts by. That's 100%. Right. Yep. Last uh, last thing for you, Andy, uh, and we appreciate you joining us as always here. Uh, I want to ask you too about the uh, mentality, the mindset. Uh, like in in the Illinois PGA Championship, you, you had a bit of a lead heading into the last few holes. What's what's the mindset? How do you, how did you go into those knowing? Hey, listen, I got this. Just you know, stay the course. You know, don't go crazy here, whatever. But it's not as easy as we we see it every not every week, but we see it very often. On the PGA Tour, you've got a lead, and then all of a sudden your lead is gone. Right. I mean, the fortunate thing was I could kind of control how much of um, the leaderboard that I, I knew knew and saw. You know, it's not like the PGA Tour where there's leaderboards everywhere. Um, we had access to the leaderboards on our phones. So did all the people that were following us. Um, but actually, I didn't really want to know until I got to um, the most difficult hole out there to me is, is the 16th hole. And my mentality was if I was within two shots uh, of, of the lead, I would have hit a certain club off that tee, which would have been driver. Um, but then once I, I looked and I saw I had a five-shot lead standing on that tee box, um, you know, I grabbed three iron and just made a nice, confident swing. It, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, you know, I've been playing tournaments for so long. I get more comfortable um, in spots where, I don't know, where the, where the pressure's on a little bit more when um, – when I, I kind of don't know or, or I'm not sure about things, uh, you know, that, that's when I, I don't perform as well. But I love, um, I love kind of being in that in that spot in that spotlight where, you know, I'm I'm supposed to hit the right shot at the right time. It's almost a it's it's a weird kind of calming feeling sometimes uh, oh, when that, you're when you're in those spots. It makes perfect sense. You you see it in professional athletes all the time. If if things are too uh, out of hand either way, whether it's a blowout one way or a blowout other, or you're way up. You, you lose your focus or whatever, and it, it I, I, that makes complete sense to me. Uh, Andy Michelson, uh, Misswood Golf Course, congrats on the Illinois PGA Championship, and, and thank you for joining us here on the Scorecard. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Andy.
Andy Michelson, uh, Misswood Golf Course, uh, on our Swing Thoughts segment. There's some really good stuff there in terms of prepping for big matches or whether it's a, a club championship, playing a, a big match with your buddies, whatever. I thought there was some uh, excellent tips in there and, and how he just won the Illinois PGA Championship. We need to take a uh, timeout. When we return here on the scorecard, we will be joined by John Hawkins, veteran golf writer and uh, currently writing for the Morning Read. All things uh, current uh, in golf, including the BMW Championship. We'll talk about that with John next when we return here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 